listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting here with me is my buddy, John. Hello. And we're here to talk about odd news. The, the Really, the news that matters. Yeah. The news we really care about. Exactly. Fair and balanced, by <laughs> yes. the way. We're fair and balanced. And yeah, this important stuff that we cover on For this show. For people who care about the other news, the Republicans and, De- and Democrats, once again, they cannot agree <laughs> on a bipartisan <laughs> bill. Shots. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, what I think is like we, this show is a respite from the normal yes. news, which is abnormal the mm-hmm. way it's covered and all that that everybody consumes on an everyday basis. Because most people who I know who I actually want to talk to and and have some kind of friendship with in life, yeah. these this is the news they care about. Sure. They know right. what's going to go happen in, in D.C. Nothing so. worse than trying to have a conversation with someone and they steer it towards politics. Ugh. You know? Yes. Like, when they do that, I want to pull out my pocket knife and slip my wrist right in front of them. You know? <laughs> right. It's like, look, man, I don't want to talk about it. I, I can't tell you. So what I've... Let me give you one more reason we need stronger right. knife control here in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> what I've learned, though, is I just agree with whatever they say. So I, there are people all over the world, well, not world, but all over at least the state of Alabama, who assume they know about my politics and, it's all, and they assume <laughs> yeah. it's the same as theirs, whatever it is, you know? <laughs> and I was like, sure. Yeah. Oh, great idea. I love that. You know? And, and then I when just, election day comes, John flips a coin. <laughs> yeah. Right. When election day comes, I write my dad in and I go on about my life. <laughs> That's just, this is what I do. I thought it would be cool to get like some Joe Biden gear, you know, like T-shirts or whatever, mm-hmm. and then a MAGA hat and wear them both to the polls <laughs> on Election Day yeah. just to screw with everybody's mind. <laughs> right. The people who yell at me for wearing a MAGA hat, I'm like, well, look at my Joe Biden T-shirt mm-hmm. and then vice versa. So I wore an, a MAGA hat, but then told everybody I was actually voting for Kanye. <laughs> 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 we might be better off if Kanye was elected. Oh, you know? I for real did write him in. Yeah. And my, my my wife, she got upset. She's like, why'd you do that? I was like, well, because we live in Alabama. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't I matter. I know who who's going to take the state of Alabama. Right. Yeah. Oh, look. I voted for the one I thought was the godliest. Yeah. Kanye right. West. <laughs> Since, I, I mean, I know, and not to get too political, there's the whole, you know, Southern switch or whatever, where they mm-hmm. say all the races started voting for Republicans, you know. But people forget that up until the 1990s, <laughs> Alabama voted solidly. We didn't have a Republican yes. governor until the 1990s, yeah. you know, uh-huh. voted solidly Democrat. Yeah. You know? So uh, it's great to just mess with people when it comes down to it. But I don't know. You know, we have a politics in Alabama is just a weird thing. But now, if you're not a Republican, you're not getting elected to anything. Mm hmm. And that's well, just, just like the same as if you're in California, if you're not a Democrat, yeah, right. you're not getting elected. Yeah, you're not getting elected. Well, I don't know. What Schwarzenegger, the governor, he was a Republican. Yeah, that was back in the early 2000s. Yeah, that's where so. everybody went nuts. And you, uh, well, like uh, people forget George W. Bush, which mm-hmm. I went down a, a YouTube hole watching George W. Bush hi- highlights, one of the funniest presidents <laughs> in the history of the world, intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah. But one of the reasons he got elected was because of No Child Left Behind, which spoke to both parties that mm-hmm. they voted for him. You know, he pulled votes from that. So, and that was only 
you know what in the last 20 years that we yeah. hadn't completely lost our mind <laughs> but now we're now we're just crazy when it comes to politics i vote for the laws yeah <laughs> well i've told i've said you know i wish we would we could make a law a constitutional amendment that anytime we pass a law we have to take a law away mm-hmm. because there's just too many laws right nobody can keep up with it it would probably really hurt the lawyer business if we like trimmed it down. Well, if we had a top 25, you know, <laughs> of laws that we can have, let's call it a static number, maybe a hundred, you know, and that's it. That's all the laws we got. Everything else is just, you got to figure it out with a fist fight, you know, mm-hmm. whoever's right or wrong. Yeah. And you're starting, you're starting to sound an awful lot like a libertarian. John. <laughs> I lean, look, I have, I have very liberal policies that I support. I have very conservative policies. I report, I support, and I have libertarian policies. I support. I'm. I cannot. You can't fit me in one box, <laughs> mainly because I've gotten fat again. <laughs> this is a huge announcement for the show. I've I've gotten fat again, and I need someone to bet me money that I can't lose weight for me to get motivated to lose weight. I bet you a dollar you can't lose weight. It's got to be more than a dollar. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, at least a hundred. Yeah, I need to get. Uh, I need to get another bet going. So, but anyways, uh, did you have a good week? It was okay. Yeah. Me too. I had a pretty good week. I had a productive week. Parked cars for the game yesterday with mm-hmm. the Boy Scouts of America. Nice. It's Hudson and I. And it made me realize that I'm old because I'm at the age where when I see like a scantly, scantly clad college girl. You don't look twice. Like, well, it just, it bothers me more that my daughter may dress like that one day <laughs> than it excites me to see her. Yeah. Now, Hudson was on cloud nine, buddy. He loved it. <laughs> he loved it. But I was just like, you should not be wearing that in public. You know, like everyone I say, like, uh, you have a dad somewhere who would not be pleased with you having that mm-hmm. on. Probably a mom too, but you know, I was in college once, so I know how it goes. <laughs> Get a little freedom. You want to test some boundaries, see what's out there. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. I was just like, man, this, this is difficult to, to go to, to witness. Mm-hmm. It made me uncomfortable. I only got cussed out by two people too. So, so that's down fifty yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah, no, that's way down. And those are why people just mad they couldn't park in the area, you know that. Yeah. And I told them no. But one dude was cussing me out, and he had a nice Rolex, like day date president presidential watch. <laughs> and so when he finished, I was like, "That's a very nice watch." And he was like, "Oh, thank you, man." And then we had a little watch conversation, and he went and on about his business. You yeah. <laughs> But see what happened. We're for every football season up until this football season, the parking deck that we man faculty staff and staff could park there, mm-hmm. and they changed that this year. Uh oh. Now they told us we've emailed everybody. This was passed in the faculty senate. This we've sent official letters to people's homes. Of course, people are showing up going, "I have never heard this before." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. You know, I don't know if they're trying to get one over on me or just park you know, to park, or they just don't know. If they don't know, then we have the dumbest faculty in America, right. according to what I was told. And you're so, like, do you not have somebody in a golf cart to show yeah, for you right. to and from the stadium? <laughs> and and almost all of them were pretty cool. A few of them got frustrated, but they didn't like cuss me out. And then like the people who cussed me out, I was like, look, man, I'm standing on the side of the road in a high vis, you know, like vest. Uh, I'm not the person who makes the decision about where you park. <laughs> Like the the university pays my Boy Scout troop to stand here and keep people like you 
out of this deck because they have other people that have to come on here. And that's all I'm supposed to do, man. I don't <laughs> care where you park, really. But if we're going to get our check at the end of the football season, I got to keep you out of here, you know? <laughs> uh, it's wild. But the, the funny thing was that dude, and I was finally just like, man, that's a great watch. You know, I was like, I love those. <laughs> and he was like, oh, thanks, man. I've had this for like 30 years. And, you know, I wear it all the time. It's been a great watch. Yeah. And I was like, all right, awesome, man. And, roll Tide. Yeah, Roll Tide. <laughs> I was like, but no, really, you got to turn around, go back down to Hackberry Lane, take a right, drive about a mile, take a left on Peter Bryce, and then you have to park way out there at the bus hub, and they're going to tote you to the stadium, you know? Mm-hmm. I said that a million times. I started being, like, smart. It's was like, dude, I'm sure you probably already know this, but faculty staff park has been, been moved. And because I've never heard of that. I was like, well, they told me they sent, like, 15 emails about it. So, I don't know, man. Maybe check with maybe your check, IT department. I was going to say, maybe check your junk folder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, look at the spam folder for it. I was like, I don't know, man, but here's a map to where you need to go. I probably gave out 150 maps. We got the dumbest faculty in the world. Or they thought we were going to be dumb. Right. Anyway, so that was my excitement. Missed the whole first quarter of the ball game. But I recorded it, didn't listen to anything, and I got to watch the ball game. And then catch up at halftime. Oh, I was caught up by the end of the first quarter. Oh, that's right, because you're skipping commercials. I was skipping so. commercials. I fast-forward in between plays because I don't care, like, you know, I don't need to see a replay or anything mm-hmm. except for that one first quarter catch the old Miss guy made on the sidelines. That was pretty amazing. It was. <laughs> I was like, well, that is impressive. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Did you have well, your popcorn ready? I did have my popcorn ready. <laughs> I saw that part because I was like, turn it on, like, get me a glass of water and everything. And I saw that and I was like, okay, all right, well, let's get it on. You He's know? confident. Very confident. Should be. I thought it'd be a pretty close game, you know? And uh, yeah, we well, just mud holed him, but yep. he was stupid. Yeah, like I put on that on my Facebook, like he saw. How many like, times did he go for it on fourth? Now I, I think four times, maybe. Now I understand when there's like five minutes left in the game. Sure, and you're down twenty points, or you're way down in your territory, like that one when he when he was down uh, on their first drive. It's probably mm-hmm. like the four yard line or so. I could see that, but if you're on the road. Kick it and be up three to nothing. Yeah, you know? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like you can get a three to nothing. That changed the whole tone of the ball game. Kick it off to us. We may score or whatever. That's fine. And then, but then he goes on at the next series. And then, I mean, like you're in a hole from then on out. It's just when they turned you. it off and got nothing. Yeah. Again, they had already gone for it on fourth one <laughs> yes. and got it. Yeah. And then we were all like, oh, man, they should, I, should, I thought they should have kicked it then. <laughs> yeah, right. They get it. They get closer. I'm like, okay, well, you, you're going to kick it now, aren't you? You got to get no. these points. <laughs> you're on the road against the number one team. You got to take the points. He was trying to make a statement. I think he was. I think he thought if he could get those and score, it would get in our head. Mm-hmm. But Which, it, you know what, it very well may have. Absolutely. It would have changed hey, the game. You know, when you gamble, yeah. sometimes you come up short. Well, I feel like they probably could have went in at halftime either – you know, tied or like at least had 10 points mm-hmm. on the board, probably if they would have kicked that first field yep. goal and he'd have been smarter. Cause then he went for fourth, uh, he went for it on fourth down on like the 30 on our 30 yard line. Mm-hmm. So we got the ball back and it was like, beep, beep, we score, you know, thanks <laughs> dummy for going for it. You know, like yeah. on this side of the 50, it was just stupid stuff yeah. he was doing, but that's just how it goes. That's talking sports yes. with, with tiny and John. Now Wilts can resume his Bama fans are stupid memes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But not his we beat Bama memes because there's not any. <laughs> well, 
Not since right. they beat us back to back. Yeah. I guess he can share memes from back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He can. You know, I'm sure. Like after the Auburn fan, after the Auburn game, there'll be a lot of kick six. Sure. Memes. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of those. A lot of those. <laughs> a lot of those. I've been hyping up Auburn, though. You know, I've yeah. decided that's the way to embrace, you know, like all the Auburn trash talk. He's just like, yeah, I think you guys are going to win the Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> and you don't even play in the NFL. That's right. I'm like, yeah, I think your defense is probably better than the 85 Bears and all that. Stayed up and watched that game last night. Wild game. I mean, I just wanted to. It was like uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it without being offensive, but uh, it was like a cripple fight. That's the only way I can put it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I sent all my friends imagine like I think Bo Nix is better than Tom Brady, you know. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. So I'm just I'm embracing the Auburn hate. I just like I, I'm I'm joining in as if I am an Auburn fan. I think Georgia made a statement. Yeah, they did. Ugh, big time. Man. Big time. They're they're a good team. I'm a little afraid of them. I think our offense is better than their defense, and I definitely know our defense is better than their offense, but their defense is really good. Really, like, really good. They If we don't get it together by the time – well, I mean, we can't. We got to take it one game at a time. Tyler. That's right. We I can't look at it in the future. It's a process. It's a process. We got Texas A&M this week. Yeah. Who lost to Mississippi State? Which doesn't say a lot for Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Although, I mean, Mississippi State, I, I can get why they were kind of sore over their loss to Memphis. Sure, right, yeah, I know. But Mississippi State is not a good football team. No, they're you not. know, they can't potentially could be one day. I think it takes Mike Leach a little bit of time, and he's like kiffing a little bit. Like he'll do some stupid stuff too, mm-hmm. just because of just because that's who he is. Right. And, he costs his team some games sometimes. I, I don't know. He's entertaining, though. I like him. Yeah, I do, too. But I didn't expect them to beat Texas a and I didn't think Texas A&M was as good as everybody said they were before the season, but I didn't think they would lose to Mississippi State. Yeah, this is how it goes. You lose from a team – I mean, this is the fact of the matter. I don't want to offend any listeners here, but if you lose to a team from the state of Mississippi, you got some problems. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I hope they can change that perspective because I like both State and Ole Miss, but, you know, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we need to talk about news. Let's do it. We got, we're on a time crunch here. I got You can't get me talking about football. It's like the first real weekend I got to watch an Alabama game and like pretty much all the other games that I cared about. I didn't watch Georgia because I was parking cars, but I saw enough highlights to know what went on in that game, which was not good. So what kind of stories you got? Well, we're going to switch it up this time. Oh, this, no, this no, week. I forgot. I, I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, I forgot. That. No, no, let's get back. Okay. I'm all discombobulated. Got a story about an artist, art. I'm a big art fan. Got a KKK story. Okay. A lot of people think the KKK went away. They're alive and well in Georgia, by the way. Not good for football recruiting. <laughs> and then I got another one about a ninja. Okay. So so art, KKK, and ninjas. All right. My stories are going to be a Florida pilot left hanging. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, a missing man in Turkey. And I want to start with this one. Shakira attacked by a pair of wild boars. Say her name one more time. Shakira. <laughs> okay. Is that not it? That's fine with me. It's fine with me. <laughs> I That's hate it fine. when you do this. You get in my head. <laughs> now I'm going to be wondering this whole story. No, no, you're good. I'm going to be like the singer, the <laughs> Colombian singer. <laughs> <laughs> I say Shakira. 
Well, maybe you're right. I don't. I honestly don't know if I'm right. That's why I was going to make fun of you. I was like, well, what if I've been saying it wrong this whole time? Look, whatever. (laughs) Whenever, wherever. All we know is our hips don't lie. You know? That's true. I mean, they don't. And these boars, they must have not known that she was a (laughs) (laughs) she-wolf. The Colombian singer said the animals attacked her before seizing her bag and then retreating with it into the woods. How much you think that bag was worth? I don't know, but I was. It doesn't say, say in this article, but I yeah. bet it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> no, it but didn't I, come from J.C. Penney. I tell you that. I was gonna say this is what happens when Arkansas gets in the top ten. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they attack the Colombian singer. <laughs> Worldwide, the hogs raise up. You know, <laughs> she shared her bizarre tale in a series of Instagram stories on Wednesday. Holding the now recovered but torn bag towards the camera, she said, "Look at how two wild boar attacked me in the park. Have and they left the way they left my bag. They were taking my bag into the woods with my phone in it." The singer continued, and they destroyed everything. She then turned to her son, whose father is the Barcelona footballer Gerald Piquet. Is that how you say that? How sure, you say that John. Yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> and he said that. Milan, tell the truth. Say how your mummy stood up to the wild boar. Shakira is the... <laughs> Shakira. <laughs> I like Shakira. Sha- I like Shakira. <laughs> is the latest victim of the increasingly aggressive hogs, which have invaded the Catalan capital in recent years. In 2016, Spanish police received over a thousand phone calls about wild hogs attacking dogs and plundering cat feeders, and holding up traffic and running into cars in the city. In 2013, one city police officer attempted to take charge of the problem himself and shot at a boar with his service revolver, but missed and hit his partner instead. I would say... (laughs) I'm sorry, I mistook you for a boar. (laughs) We would joke about you being fat as a hog, but go on. (laughs) Also... If he had hit the hog, I mean, yeah. it doesn't say what caliber this service revolver is, but hogs. I mean, you can bring a hog down. I don't know. I'm not a hog hunter, mm-hmm. so I've never really been in the hog game as on the on the wild side of it. Well, I mean, I don't like, know a lot about wild hogs. What I'm saying. Well, I've I've heard again. I've never been hog hunting either, yeah. but like at least from the front, like their skull, they have very thick skulls. Okay, all right. So yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. We got a problem with them. Wild hogs are a problem. They, yeah, they are. Yeah. I think I read somewhere we got like a, they estimate the population to be between like 200 and 300,000 wild hogs in Alabama alone. Mm-hmm. They just decimate land and everything. So I don't know what we got to do to get them into control, but I feel like our barbecuing, you know, like <laughs> should work. Our barbecue industry should work closely with the hunting industry yes. to end the problem of wild hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, anyway, it just goes on here to say that uh, boars can carry a variety of diseases and that they are the most invasive species and that they can survive in almost any environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mate year round too, by the way. Also, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I saw on the I think National Geographic, I was watching something about. Uh, <laughs> Remember, what was it, Frank? What was the pig's name? Hogzilla. I was watching a documentary about Hogzilla. Okay. They said on there that a a pig, like a domesticated farm pig, if released into the wild, can go feral in two months. Yeah, right. Like it immediately starts growing hair and tusk and immediately goes feral. Yeah, no, it it happens really fast. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Their numbers have exploded across Europe, with the latest estimates now surpassing 10 million across Mm. the continent. 
They have become more aggressive and more of a nuisance, and many cities have employed a variety of strategies strategies to cull their numbers. <laughs> In Berlin, urban hunters have killed thousands of the animals, but the problem persists. And now they're after Shakira. Yeah, so. I mean, they're coming after our <laughs> Colombian queen, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Shakira, Shakira, I believe is how it's pronounced, <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> She's a beautiful woman, right? She never really did it for me She's like everybody cute. else thought, yeah. you know. I mean, she would never date a man like me, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know, given the chance, I'd probably pass. But, like, nah, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're married to Deidre. Well, so of course. I'm saying if I was single. Down for you. But I would have to pass because I'd be like, look, I'm Baptist. We don't dance, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, that's kind of your thing. That's kind of your thing, Shakira. <laughs> Shakira. <laughs> I don't really know how to say her name. I'm glad Shakira is safe. You yeah, know? me too. She performed at the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Maybe that's why the boards were so mad, is because she like was tempting them to stumble. Remember that? <laughs> that's right. What was that Pass the Salt podcast? That's right. I forgot all about <laughs> I wonder how Pass the Salt podcast is doing nowadays. I don't know. We should check up on them sometime. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> you got about 10 reviews off of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, let's see. I mean, I don't, where, do, where do you want to start, Tiny? You want to start with art, the KKK, or ninjas? <laughs> How about- There's really not a good segue between Shakira <laughs> and any of those. Do you well, know who would like Shakira? is a beautiful art form. It is, right? And you know what they say about art. That was good, because I was going to say, you know who doesn't like Shakira and other Colombians? The KKK. <laughs> they <You> don't? <laughs> as far as I know, they okay. don't. I don't know. But I like art. I like that. Dancing is a beautiful art. And a museum pays an artist $84,000 for art, for okay. two pieces of art. Um, he delivers them two blank canvases titled, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> <laughs> okay the the art museum cannot be dumb enough to fall for this can they well I'll, I'll go ahead and tell my theory on this before i read the article is that this is some elaborate money laundering scheme <laughs> right. yeah you know like clearly <laughs> that's what it is uh just in case you thought charging one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for a banana was highway robbery remember when people when mm-hmm. they like duct tape a banana to the wall yeah and then there was a dude who like ate the banana that's right and said me eating the banana is a is an art piece <laughs> that's right. also yes and then there was another artist who sold an invisible sculpture mm-hmm. said that the sculpture existed in his mind sure and another guy paid for it. that's right as I'll tell you it's all money laundry <laughs> The whole art- That's why I can't sell my invisible sculptures because my <laughs> invisible sculptures don't come with a kilo of cocaine. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> and yours are like very provocative. Your invisible sculptures. <laughs> yeah, but they're just in my mind. <laughs> Extremely provocative, Tiny. A Danish museum gave an artist $84,000 to use in a commissioned piece, only to have him pocket the cash and turn in two blank canvases cheekily titled Take the Money and Run. The blank robbery, get it, blank robbery, <laughs> occurred after the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art uh, asked Danish artist James, oh, I'm sorry, Jens Hanning, to recreate two of his prior works, uh, 2010s, an average Danish annual income and an average Austrian annual income. 
that were first exhibited um, in 2007. That's weird. It said 2010s, and he did the art, and then mm-hmm. it was exhibited in 2007. So maybe he owns a DeLorean, too. <laughs> maybe. Um, those politically charged pieces used actual banknotes to showcase the average incomes of citizens of Denmark and Austria, respectively. Uh, the reboots were slated to appear in Work It Out, a current exhibition on the role of artists in the labor market, uh, according to Artnet. Along with an undisclosed compensation for the project, the institution lent Hanning 84000 plus offered an additional 6000 if needed, to be displayed in the opus itself. Per the contract, the amount would have to be returned to the museum at the end of the exhibition uh, in January of 22. But the curators first suspected something was amiss upon receiving an email from him that said he had changed the artwork's name to take the money and run. Indeed. <laughs> kind of And the person on the at the museum who's on the line is like, hmm. This I, seems fishy. <laughs> this I don't like this. That's right. <laughs> Indeed, when museum staffers opened up the box containing his contributions, they discovered two blank canvases while the cash had disappeared entirely. The money. And just to be clear, Ashton Kutcher, he wasn't standing around the corner with a video camera. <laughs> You've been pumped. <laughs> yeah. uh, the money had not been put into the work, museum director Loss Anderson told CBS News. Um, Hanning said he had a good reason for literally drawing a blank. The work is that I have taken their money, he said last week, <laughs> of the irreverent performance. Uh, it's not theft. It is a breach of contract, and a breach of contract is part of the work. The artist said he had conceived the cheeky creation as a protest against the penance he received for inclusion into the show, which reportedly required him to pay nearly 4000 to reimagine the two works. So he was mad they weren't paying him enough. So he says. Hmm. Still money laundering, I think. (laughs) This pretty long article goes on to say that, you know, he did all this other stuff, but and that he's known as being kind of uh, an artist that pushes boundaries anyways. But to me, it was probably like, uh, hey, here's I got 84 grand deposited into my account. I really don't feel like doing anything else. <laughs> you know, I like probably kept pushing it off. I'll start painting next week. You know, and he's living it up off that 84 grand and it's to deadline time. He's like, okay, what can I do? And it's like him and his buddy like me and you. He's like, dude, send them some blank ones and tell them take the money and run. It's all part of the concept, <laughs> dude. You know, <laughs> don't have anything else to no other ideas. That's what you got to do. It's genius, man. Sure, man. You can't <laughs> fail. Uh, there, you know, I, I mean, what is it? A fool and his money is easily departed, yeah. as I say. <laughs> it's soon parted. Yeah, soon parted. A fool yeah. and his gold will soon part. Okay. Well, either way, whatever the correct saying is, I don't know. It's probably in a Shakira song. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the art museum apparently is, you know, I yeah. would spell out the terms in the contract a little more. Like we need an actual painting. I mm-hmm. bet you that'll be in every other one they do. You know, <laughs> I mean, do they not? And I don't know how the laws are over there. Yeah, I don't know. Do they anything have no about recourse. It. I mean, I would imagine if you have a he contract, up said it was a breach yeah. of contract, but that's part of the art. Yeah. It seems I, like the museum could come back and say, no. Yeah. No, no maybe part of your art, but that's not part of our contract. <laughs> that's not that the you've art already we paid admitted for, to yes. breaching. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I agree. 
I think they'll get some money back out of him if he hadn't spent it all. Like, what do you do if you spend it? You know, put a lien on his property or something? I don't know. I mean, I guess you could force him to make you more art. Oh, yeah. I guess that's not a bad idea. <laughs> but then you're painting under protest. But then once again, he's just going to come back with, uh, with a blank canvas. This one is titled, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, but whatever. You know? That's kind of like uh, the art community is kind of, of uh, very, you know, not that I'm in the art community. This is my <laughs> right. perception of the art community, which I had to have a conversation with Dieter that perception is different than fact sometimes. You sometimes. Know? Yeah. Like you may perceive I'm doing something, but I'm not really doing it. But whatever. Uh, but I, I get them as kind of stodgy and uh, very, they look down their noses at everybody. So I kind of like to see this dude get one over on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The people's artist. Yeah. Which I got to get, I, I need to write myself a note or help me remember. I got to buy tickets to an art exhibit in Birmingham for me and Dieter to go to. People don't know I'm into art. <laughs> I know I don't sound like a guy that would be into art. But <laughs> I know I you're into art. Yeah. I'm into art. Yeah. Everything I know about art, I actually learned from John Long. <laughs> Which is not much, well, but was, everything I know I've learned from John. I was a little disappointed. This one apparently doesn't have any nudes in it, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a little boring, but every once in a while, you need to take your wife to an art museum. Makes you makes her think you're classy. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Are they going to have, uh, like, champagne flutes? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. It'd be cool. Maybe. Maybe. It's a, a tuxedo. It's a pretty cool exhibit, and she actually found it and sent it to me. And said, we need to get tickets for this. So mm-hmm. I got to remember to buy it. It's Van Gogh, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Last art exhibit I went to was the uh, plastinization. You familiar with that? I have not heard that. It's uh, people who've donated their bodies to science. Okay. They take them and infuse them with plastic some way or another. So they're for real dead people, but they look like statues and they're cut open and you can see their organs. Okay. Yeah. How would you feel if you donated your body to science and it got used in an art exhibit? I would be like, art is not science. Well, I probably wouldn't think anything because I was dead. <laughs> yeah, well, true. <laughs> true. They had this one dude. He was like I like a- to think, though, that when I'm dead, I can look down from heaven at what's going on in the world. <laughs> you know, I don't know that it really works that way for the for your average citizen of heaven. <laughs> right. You know? But that's what I think. You heard what Norm MacDonald said about heaven, didn't you? No. He said that his view of heaven was... Up in a cloud, playing a harp, looking down, watching his friends get raped by the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've always imagined that, you know, like I could look down from heaven or anybody else could look down here. Well, just watch the going is on of the world like it's the Truman Show or something. Yeah. Like and that I've country always, song, there's holes in the floor of it. That's right. <laughs> but I always imagine, like, when I get to heaven, I'll have to go to, like, all my family members and ancestors that have already passed and be like, look, uh, Y'all, I got to, y'all saw me do some stuff. You know, like, <laughs> I'm so sorry right, that I've embarrassed you up here. Like, I know your your friend on the next cloud over is very proud of their grandson who's a doctor and is like helping impoverished children. And yeah, I got drunk one time and threw up on myself in a bowling alley. Sorry about that, guys. You know? Well, John, let me ask you a question. Have you ever taken a sabbatical, a sabbatical to maybe go find yourself? Uh, well, no, not really. I mean, well, maybe a little self. I'm uh, still looking for myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a man in Turkey who was looking for himself. He, in fact, he joined the search party. <laughs> okay. I was looking for him. All right. 
And this was posted up in the group. Credit to whoever posted it. I was. I thought this may be uh, like, uh, who's the guy, the YouTube girl that got killed, her boyfriend's on the run. Oh, that's the whole... Uh, Until you said turkey. Gabby. Laundry is his name. and Brian Landry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Dog the bounty hunters after him. Now. Oh, yeah. I know. Dogs on the case, buddy. <laughs> yes. They show up with a leather vest and a dream catcher in your hair, ready to catch a fugitive, man. <laughs> well, anyway, this guy, who was not Brian Landry, missing man in Turkey joins the search party looking for himself. Uh, and this is a, a, a name here. So is Behan Mutlu. All right. <laughs> He'd been drinking with his friends on Tuesday when he wandered off into a forest in the Bursa province. When he failed to return, his wife and his friends alerted authorities and a search party was sent out. Mr. Mutlu, uh, 50, then stumbled across the search party while he was out in the woods, and he decided to join them. But when members of the search party began calling out his name, he replied, here I am. <laughs> hey, hey here guys, I'm over here. Here I am, Lord. <laughs> he was taken aside by one of the rescue workers to give a statement. He said, uh, quote, don't punish me too harshly, officer. My father will kill me. He reportedly told them. I've told that to a police officer before, too. <laughs> no judge, scout's honor. Police then drove him home, and it is not clear if he was given a fine. But, uh, mm. He Dude. probably deserves a fine. I mean, wanders off in the woods. I mean, he was, I, I guess, I don't know. It doesn't say how long he was missing. Right. But he was just out there. And then he's like, look, I'm going to help he, everybody. I'm going to be in a helpful citizen. You know? He, he sees everybody looking for someone. He's like, I better help out. He's probably like, hey, what y'all doing out here? Like, oh, there's a guy missing. He's like, oh, let me help out. You <laughs> yes. know? What can I do to help? Yeah. No, no, I'm ready. <laughs> I want to get my picture in boy's life. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's tough. Funny, though. That's all. He'll have a story for the rest of his life, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, hey, Tiny, remember that time you joined in your own search party? Like, hey, what would yeah. be funny is if, because, I mean, I imagine when a search party goes out there, they're probably just calling the first name, right? Yeah, I would guess so. Like, yeah. what if I was out there and I thought it was another guy named Christopher? <laughs> sure, <laughs> so, right. Like, Christopher! Yeah, like, I don't remember what his name was. I know it was weird, but that, maybe that's a common name for the Turkish. Christopher S. <laughs> and, then, and then somebody hollers tiny. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you like start, that's what I would do. Like, when I realized it was me, I just like fade back. And then like... <laughs> Bury myself under a tree trunk that's fell all over. The guy, because I was like, "Weren't you just helping us?" Like, no, man, I'm no. A, I don't know what you're talking about, that dude. I'm here. Yeah. I just became conscious and realized y'all were hollering for me. I've never seen you before in my life, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. Well, good for him. Maybe he won't get in trouble with the cops. It seems like an honest misunderstanding, right? Yes, right. Let's talk about somebody who is in trouble with the cops, okay? And okay. um, a white KKK member was making racially motivated threats. I think that's funny that you had to preface that it was a white guy. Sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know we've all seen the Chappelle Show skit. <laughs> uh, he was threatening to burn down houses and kill neighbors. All right, it hmm. turns out it was a black woman. <laughs> we're making blind? all these threats no no but i wanted to say kudos to the kkk for becoming more inclusive you know yes. like, it's too long it's a little been more a, diverse than you'd think yeah right yeah <laughs> well diversity is our strength you know maybe they're realizing that 
A Georgia neighborhood was terrorized by a person claiming to be a white male member of the Ku Klux Klan. However, police now say that the person making racially motivated threats to burn down houses in a neighborhood and kill people is actually a black woman. Mm. Um, Last December, residents of Brookmont of the Brookmont subdivision, which sounds not as cool as where we live, by the way. (laughs) Another house is up for sale, Jeff. Just shout out to you right across (laughs) the street from me. You're even closer to time. That's true. Yeah. Um, Open house is uh, going on as we speak. That's right. Yeah, I thought about going there looking around. Like, I what y'all got Tara, going I on? To, she didn't want to go, but I wanted uh-huh. to go. I was like, Tara, how do you know that the next guy who moves in won't kidnap you <laughs> and, and you lock know. you up in there? <laughs> Wouldn't it be good to know like the layout of the house so maybe you can escape? I'm pretty sure the HOA policy specifically forbids kidnapping. Oh, well, <laughs> okay. Well, well, shut my mouth. <laughs> We'll never have to worry about kidnapping ever again. Um, but Thomas already he's fed their cats every time they went out of town. So he's already like, I know what all this is. Like it ain't it ain't that special, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, still, I'd like to check it out. But it yeah. looks like they're there. Like both of their vehicles are home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to be there, dude. I mean, your how own do we know house? there's not a sex dungeon in that house? <laughs> the only way is if we go look yeah. and make sure. I know. <laughs> I know. Um Anyways, so back to Brookmont subdivision, which is in Douglasville, Georgia. Um, they began receiving racial, racially charged letters in their mailboxes. The handwritten notes claimed to be from a six-foot-tall white man <laughs> with a long red beard who is a member of the KKK. Now, never once have I... Well, first of all, I'm not a member of the KKK, but never in any letter I've ever written, and I've written a lot of letters, have I specified my height in it at all. Yeah. You know? I, I was thinking that's weird yeah. that this uh, KKK member is giving us a description right. of him. Almost sounds a lot like you, Tiny. I don't know. You know? <laughs> well, except for the red beard yeah. part. Yeah, you got a beard. And I'm 6'5". Yeah, you are tall, <laughs> but you are a mountain of a man, you yeah. know? Which is great. I wish I was 6'5", <laughs> but I'm not. The notes threatened to burn their houses down and kill them and said they didn't belong in the neighborhood, said uh, Detective Nathan Shoemaker. The notes, which used the N-word and talked about hanging people, were received by at least seven black residents in the suburb about 25 miles from Atlanta. Okay, so these these notes are going to minority yeah, right. pe- people. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, it, apparently so. Um, the Douglasville Police Department said the investigative the investigation started by detectives going door to door to check doorbell cameras and gather what information they could from residents. They also handed out flyers to residents about the racially motivated threats. The letters, which were delivered in the middle of the night, stopped in January, but picked up again in February and March. Gets cold in January. Probably wanted had to wait till the weather broke. You know, mid February, yeah. get back out there. An alarmed uh, resident alerted local media to the story, and the letters stopped again until the final letter was delivered on September sixth. So not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, detectives Andre Fulch and Shoemaker determined that the letters had similar handwriting, tone, and verbiage with some distinctive letters that were consistent throughout. And I believe distinctive letters like letters in the handwriting. On September 6th, law enforcement found evidence linking the terroristic letters to the home of Teresha Lucas, a 30-year-old black female 
The detectives gathered enough evidence to obtain a search warrant. During the search warrant, uh, during the search, detectives found other evidence that tied the suspect to the threatening notes. Uh, Lucas was charged with eight counts of making terroristic threats. The motive behind the hate hoax was not immediately released by authorities. So, this lady's done messed up. Why? I don't understand why she would do this. I don't either, other than maybe she was trying to get people riled up for some reason, you know? But in like doing a us so. versus them scenario. I mean, maybe, but in doing that, I mean, think of all the people that she terrorized. Sure. Dude, they were, I'm assuming they weren't in on the joke. No, right. You know I would think saying? so. Because when the cop, if you're in on the joke and the cops show up and like, hey, we need to talk to you about the KK le- K letters you've been getting, you go, well, you know what? My buddy down the street was like, hey, I'm going to send you this ha ha ha. You right. know, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why people would, would I mean, do I, something like this. You know, again, I, I can't imagine what that was like, but I got to imagine that was that was yeah. horrible. Now, I'm going to tell you what, those letters. Tiny, the end of this article, which full disclosure comes from the blaze dot com. OK, <laughs> full disclosure. I, I keep, well, as soon as you get done saying I have a, have something I'd like to say, <laughs> okay. so continue. Has several other incidences, incidences of uh, hate crime hoaxes per, not mm-hmm. made by white people. You know, like right. some, you know, there's like somebody was spray painting swastikas and ended up being a Jewish guy or whatever. I didn't right. read all of them. Yeah. So there's several incidences of this happening. So, well, I was just about to say mm-hmm. that, you know, screw this lady because now she's going to be used as an example for your racist family member. Every time <laughs> something gets brought up, they're going to say, well, that was probably a minority trying to get sympathy. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Of course, I'm not a person of color. I have no idea, uh, you know, what a motivation would be to do this. But uh seems a little weird to pretend <laughs> to be a KKK member and scare other people of color Yeah, just to prove some sort of point, you mm-hmm. know? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what her motivation is. I think that lady should should, should be doxxed. Yeah, and I think she should get KKK letters <laughs> in her mailbox for the rest of her life. But we can't discount the fact that she may be a KKK member, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I mean, they, you wear hoods, apparently, so they may <laughs> not know. She, yeah. She's been going to meetings. Maybe it started out like, I just want to see what's going on. I'm going to expose the KKK. And then she got sucked in. It's like a Stockholm Syndrome or whatever. Mm-hmm. So could that could be out there. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Really, I'm all, I mean, Southern Poverty Law Center says the KKK is like really, they're like got like 5,000 members nationwide. They're not that powerful of a force anymore. They're certainly not very popular. Yeah, I mean, no. I've never gotten a letter. I, I've never, no one has ever tried to recruit me. Yeah, right. Now, maybe it's because my love for minorities is just so visible <laughs> that no one's ever even tried because they know I wouldn't go for that. Time. But no one's ever tried to recruit me into any kind of hate group. Yeah, you know, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, am I not good enough for you guys? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've never been, I've never even heard. Imagine if you, if you try to join the KKK and get turned down. Yeah. That's got to be the lowest. That's, <laughs> that's as low as you Killing can your confidence, right? <laughs> And when they do, like, you'll see a documentary about uh, the KKK or, like, they'll be protesting at an old Miss football game or something, right? Yeah. 
they don't look like the top of the rung powerful people <laughs> no, that are running society. No, no, no. One time there were like judges and all that in it. But now it just looks like some dude who's like got a bunch of broke down cars in his yard. And they have a bunch of ridiculous names for like their offices oh, and stuff. Right, I know. Like Grand Cyclops <laughs> and Dragon Wizard. It right. sounds like a bunch of 30-year-old virgins playing D&D, D&D decided to hate on right. minority people. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying there aren't races that are powerful, by the way, to clear that up. But yeah. I just don't think they're members of the clan, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't discount the fact that there could be a judge out there that doesn't like minorities. I'm pretty sure there probably are some, you know? But I don't think he's got his robe his clan robe hanging up in <laughs> right. his in his closet waiting to go burn a cross on a mm-hmm. Thursday night or whatever down at the the local clan meeting spot. Mm-hmm. Cause all the local clan meeting spots that I've seen on like a Vice News thing or whatever is like some trailer out at like <laughs> what looks to be when they roll up, you're like, oh, they're at somebody's hunting camp. And you're like, oh no, this guy lives here with his family full time. You yeah. know, you're like, oh that's that's not good, man. I don't know. I'm not afraid of the Klan. Of course, I'm a white guy, but <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't like a hundred percent white. If people see me, you know, yeah. so they might be coming against coming to get me or something. I don't know, Tiny. Joe Rogan did a show with a Daryl Davis. Oh yeah, I know all about Daryl. Shout yeah. out to Daryl Davis. Yeah. Um, if anyone has hasn't listened to his. The show he did with Joe Rogan. I haven't to listened to, listen to the to Joe that, Rogan, right but I've, yes. I've seen several things about Daryl. He's an African-American musician who yeah. made friends with a, like a bunch of KKK members yeah, right. and then like showed them the error of their ways yeah, like right. with, without even asking them to get out, just simply by getting to know them right. and them becoming friends with like another black man. Right. They themselves realized, hey, you know what? It's really stupid. Yes, what we do, right. what we stand for. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna quit going to clan meetings, yeah. and I'm gonna give this guy my robes because I don't need them anymore. Do you think that uh, getting out of the clan is easy? Like once you've been in, you know, is it like you know you just move your letter if you leave a church <laughs> or whatever? You know, I mean, again, because like we've talked about, I mean, the clan, as far as we know, is not like this big, powerful organization anymore. Right. I would think it would just be you just quit going. Everyone are like, what happened to Tiny? Like, I don't know, I ain't seen you in a while. Like that guy who comes to church for a while, and then you yeah. just don't ever see him again. Yeah. I think he's got a black friend now. <laughs> <laughs> he's hanging out with the black guys. Yeah. I heard him listening to rap music. <laughs> Very disappointing. We'll yeah. put him on the prayer list. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Klan burn crosses. Is there like any kind of religious connotation to the Klan? Because I w- I don't know how you rectify that with the scripture. I was about to say burning a cross. You would think, yeah, right. I mean, it, are just y'all on, like on anti the, on the surface? Yeah, sounds kind of satanic. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, you might as well be burning a Bible. Yeah, right, or a Sunday school book. <laughs> yes. You know, not to mention everything is like in stark contrast to what Jesus yeah, preached. Right. Jesus preached love your enemy. Exactly. You know. So. Well, yeah, we know that. You know, we're all alike in God's eyes and everything. And that's what I was wondering. Like if they get out there and they're like, well, you know, we got the cross because it's a symbol of the Lord who died for our sins or whatever. And then, they're but like, not those people. Yeah, but not everybody else. <laughs> and now to show how much how we superior we are, we're gonna light it on fire. <laughs> Let's put it on fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering about that. I got a lot of clan questions. If you're a clan member and you listen to this podcast, give us a call. 
call. Now look, we're not going to join. No, no, I'm not up for joining. <laughs> we're I just going to make fun of you. <laughs> yeah, I got two. I got a kids and sport or a band and Libby's dancing and Boy Scouts. Can't fit the clan in my life right now. You know. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just can't join up with you, but Not I'd to love to just talk. Your foster kid, yeah, right. <laughs> that might really, really hurt your standing. <laughs> to, hey guys, I had to bring him to the meeting. <laughs> Couldn't find a babysitter, but he's fine. Nobody worry about him. Okay, <laughs> I brought his iPad. He'll just sit over here and won't make a noise. Don't worry about him at all. <laughs> yeah, oh, that man. would that would cause some issues. I'm sure. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, moving on here. Florida pilot left dangling for hours when a plane gets caught in power lines. Okay. So Florida man's at it again. <laughs> Florida pilot man. Yeah, which he's in Georgia, but a small plane being flown from Central Florida nearly crashed to the ground Thursday morning, but was caught in the power lines in Georgia. A man flying the aircraft was stuck dangling in the air for about two hours while crews worked to get him out. The plane was wedged in the power lines, causing a pole supporting the lines to lean over. His flight path showed that he was coming from Ormond Beach and he planned to land at the Waycross Airport about five minutes from where the crash happened. You know, they always say that crashes happen close within 10 minutes That's of right. your destination. Uh, something happened in the air and he got caught in the power lines. Georgia power crews used excavators to help stabilize the plane and they then used a bucket lift to get up there and lift him out of the pilot. And Imagine they, you're a lineman and you got to go on this call. You know, know? seriously. You're like, I just got back home after Hurricane Ida, you know, and all that. They're like, yeah. hey, Tiny, we need you to get out with a bucket truck. We got a pilot hung in the power line. I'm like, what? <laughs> right. Come again. Uh, the Ware County EMA director said that the pilot had cut his forehead, uh, but he was alert. Massive power outages were reported across the county. And that's what brought one woman who lives out nearby. She recorded the rescue on her phone. You of can course. see. <laughs> I love the people who like, let me record everything. Yeah. I'm glad they're out there because I enjoy watching stuff. But I just never once have I encountered a situation where I need to pull out my phone and record. I need to preserve this. Yeah, right. Uh, you could see him trying to hold his body up because he had been there for a couple hours. You know, you can tell that he was tired and that he was exhausted. And I just kept praying, God, give him the strength to make it out of there, said Sharon Oglesby. The cause of the crash is unknown, but his flight plan showed that he made a loop in the sky before he went down. What if he was just showing off for, for somebody and yeah, <laughs> crashes? Right. Now y'all watch this. Uh, the FAA has been notified, and they say that the NTSB will lead the investigation. So okay. there you go. Well, like, I, do you get your pilot's license taken away if you run into a a power line or whatever? I mean, I'm not familiar or is this with like the rules, unlimited accidents. It seems like that should be a rule. Well, you know, like you can get in an accident in your car and you're still able to, you know, you don't get your license suspended. I guess unless you're drinking or something, right? Right. Or doing something utterly ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, like maybe the pilot's thing is like, as long as you're alive. And you got a plane, you can still fly. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what about those guys who used to fly in like stunt shows? Do they still do those? Oh, I, I think they do. When someone get in like a single prop plane yeah. and they'll do, like do loop-de-loops yeah, right. and fly through a barn and people will get out there and dance on the wing and whatnot. Sure. How right. many times do you mess up in your, in your <laughs> stunt know. flying training? You know, there was a rash of like, you know, planes crashing into the crowd at those stunt shows. Oh, back in the was, 90s. Yeah. You know, you remember? You're I like, remember that, yeah. Every couple of months, it was like a, 
an F-15 killed like 87 people at a Florida air show. And you're like, well, this doesn't seem like, what's the regulation y'all got on all of yeah, this? Yeah, that you vaguely know? rings a bell because remember people were saying, hey, you might, you might want to avoid air shows yeah, for a right. while. And now, like after that, it was like, hey, the Blue Angels are coming to town, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which Blue Angels came to Tuscaloosa a few times. Mm-hmm. I, one time I parked at Spiller Furniture, toted Thomas all the way on my shoulders into the middle of the airport to watch the Blue Angels. Rode on my shoulders all the way back. Good, probably two mile walk with a kid on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't remember any of it. Has no <laughs> recollection of seeing the Blue all that Angels. Was for nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was for nothing. I thought I was creating a good father son memory or something <laughs> like that. Has no recollection of and those And for events. you, it's probably a terrible memory because you had to carry so them hot. Was so hot and tired, you know? <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, wow. Well, let's talk about ninjas, okay? Okay. Uh, special operation forces uh, troops had to hunker down in a California airport hangar after a nighttime ninja attack. They had to hunker down. Had to hunker down. Tag on. Yeah. A sword-wielding man dressed as a ninja attacked several special operations soldiers who were training at a California airport, reportedly forcing them to shelter in a hangar and inflicting wounds that required stitches. That does not look that does not look good for all of our special forces. Well, ninjas are tough, though. I mean, like... Yeah, but, I mean, I, I, American special forces... That's supposed to be like Chuck Norris bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> you I mean, you, you're right. I'm just saying it's not a good look. I mean, first look, it's bad enough we got beat by the Taliban. <laughs> and now we got the ninjas attacking us. Well, I was imagining probably because of the whole Taliban thing, that's probably why they're practicing at an airport. <laughs> we had a lot of issues at the airport in Afghanistan, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, the bizarre assault took place at the Inyokern Airport, an airfield in the Mojave Desert about 100 miles north of Los Angeles, sometime after 1 a.m. on September 18th. Uh, records from the Ridgecrest Police Department seem to confirm some details in the documents that were posted to social media. It talks early in the article about uh, some of the stuff was posted on Instagram and Reddit. So. Hmm. Said uh, in a photo late Wednesday, uh, the document that was posted it was a photo late Wednesday. Said two soldiers had received stitches before returning to duty. Um, after confirming the in- that the incident described in the document leaked on social media did occur, U.S. Army Special Operations Aviation Command spokesman Major Jeff Slinker said officials did not have any further information to add. The soldiers' names were redacted in the photos shared on social media, but one was identified as a staff sergeant and the other as a captain. The details suggest that they were members of the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment, an elite helicopter unit known as the Night Stalkers. Pretty pretty cool name. Yeah, Um, but no match for a ninja. Well, they're not the ninja stalkers, just the (laughs) Night Stalkers. The staff sergeant was sitting outside the administration building at the airport hangar smoking a cigarette when he was approached by an unknown person wearing full ninja garb. Um, It is unclear from the records whether the man was an actual practitioner of ninjutsu. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, 
I tell you what, if he was able to get the drop on all those fatal forces. I think so. Right. <laughs> Do you know who I am? The ninja asked, uh, to which the soldier replied, no, according to the document. And he, he replied, of course not, because I'm a ninja, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> then he asked, Do you know where my family is? The black clad man then asked, and the staff sergeant again answered, no. Uh, the person in the ninja garb began to slash at the soldier, striking his phone, his knee, and his leg. The That's all he states. needed to know. Yeah. You don't know who I am, and you don't know who my family right. is. Exactly. Attack. Uh, he took the sergeant took off running across the parking lot to escape the attacker, and then he jumped a fence and entered the administration building, where he he and the captain locked doors and called nine one one. Meanwhile, the man dressed as a ninja was kicking and punching doors and windows before leaving to grab a large block of asphalt, which he heaved through the window of the administration building. Dang. Yeah. The captain <laughs> was struck by the chunk of asphalt, the document on social media said. You can't lock out a ninja. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, the first assistance call was, assistance call was recorded at 1.20 a.m. to the police department uh, and says a man with a sword was in the parking lot and there was at least one victim. Uh, about 30 minutes later, a second call came in via 911. 26 special operations military members doing training at the airport, the log states, hunkered down in a hangar wondering where help is. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I know these guys are helicopter guys, right? Yes. You know, that's that's their main job probably to to carry out helicopter missions, ferry other special operators, you know, to where they need to go and the all that. The night stalkers. The night stalkers. But is there not a gun laying around somewhere? <laughs> Could we not have taken care of the ninja real quick, you know? <laughs> right. Like you call the law, the law doesn't show up. You got a guy trying to attack you. I don't, I'm, I know they're in California. I don't know what the stand your ground laws and castle doctrine is out there. I'm sure it's not like Alabama and Florida, but you can just about shoot anybody for anything <laughs> as long as they're on your property. Uh, but just take the dude out, right? Well, remember, this is a ninja. Well, it is a ninja. <laughs> I mean, what if he's like puffs of smoke, you know, that's like what I'm saying. They, stuff may have, down. they may have emptied every <laughs> shot they had and hit nothing but air. <laughs> He's like deflecting bullets with a sword yeah, back he just at him. Vanishes into the darkness <laughs> like a, a shadow in the night. <laughs> but uh yeah, I just don't know why they're calling the law. I feel like <laughs> I, that's in, a good point. In my opinion, our special forces should be able to handle one ninja. <laughs> yes. You know, like this is an entire <laughs> unit. It wasn't one guy. It's, like okay, John, me and you, okay. Yeah, we're the buddy cop duo <laughs> that responded to this call, and we roll up, and we're like, "Okay, wait a minute, you called us when you couldn't handle the problem." <laughs> okay, all right, guys, right, y'all just take a seat. Let me and Officer Tiny handle this. Okay, <laughs> let me show you how me and John handle this. <laughs> all right. I'm going to take a statement. <laughs> I was thinking, I'd be like, "Look, guys, we're police officers. We're okay with killing people." Okay. <laughs> Just Ouch. stand back and let us handle this. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm I'm disappointed in our special forces for not being able yes. to handle one lone ninja. I mean, I know a ninja is is tough from all the movies I watched growing up as a kid, you know? Yes. And if those I assume all those movies were accurate, that right. ninjas are, are a difficult nut to crack, so to say. But I feel like 
you got a helicopter, you know, <laughs> right. like take off in the helicopter, shoot the guy from the air. What's he going to do? Yeah. He's going to jump 50 foot and cling to the bottom of that helicopter. <laughs> and then he's going to crawl around and, and take it over. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, then he's going to, as the helicopter's crashing, he's going to jump from the helicopter. He's going to spin around on the power lines. <laughs> Then release him, like jump up, do like a triple axle flip, and then like land on his feet. <laughs> he's just gonna be standing there perfectly still, holding his sword like this. <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. Maybe, I heard maybe he jumps up and he like cuts the the <laughs> helicopter in half with his sword, right? Yeah. You know, but this like the helicopter like stays together for a few seconds. And then it slowly starts to slide <laughs> apart. <laughs> I heard he, one thing he, he was really, the ninja was really mad about was that they didn't have any Cajun curl on the, <laughs> at the airport. Okay. Yeah. So we want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun curl Bayou Blended Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, um, Shakira, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Wild boar. Wild boar, absolutely. It'd be great on it. Yeah. Uh, On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal, like a Special Forces member who (laughs) is being attacked by a ninja. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl by you blend of spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. And also, just an added bonus, Shane Spiller said it's great on Brussels, Brussels sprouts. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. How about that? The endorsement of Shane Spiller. Coveted endorsement for any any business out there. Well, John, we have some uh, voicemails. Okay. Let's tune into those. What do you say? All right. Voicemails plural? Two. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, our first voicemail comes from Nicole. Hey, guys. It's Nicole. Um, I'm calling because I feel like I should, I guess. I, I kind of consider myself a feminist, and you said all the feminists will be calling. I wasn't really offended. Um Maybe if I thought you guys were serious. I was mostly just laughing too hard, so I didn't have time to be offended. Also, I wanted to apologize to Tiny. I wasn't trying to call you out about <laughs> sending stickers. I literally just met extra time. I'm not waiting for anything. Um, anyhow, I did get my sticker and my magnet, and that's wonderful. So thank you very much. All right. Two things. Uh, we are not true. We are not misogynists. <laughs> 
We no, just no. find misogynist humor <laughs> to be funny. Well, what I want to know is who let Nicole use the telephone, okay? <laughs> like, like, where is her husband, okay? <laughs> like, that should not be allowed, okay? Yeah. <laughs> for anybody, though, we, I mean, for real, uh, Nicole is correct. We are not serious. Yes, absolutely not. No, I'm uh, not serious. And number two, you do not owe me an apology. So You should apologize to Tiny <laughs> those, those stickers were a long time coming. Sure. Uh, you do not owe me an apology at all. And I'm glad you enjoy your uh, your sticker. Yeah. You know, I got a message uh, from one of our patrons. Uh, when he received his in the mail, it was torn in half. And like somebody had plundered it. Oh, for real? Yeah, so... I wonder if they thought it was like a check or something, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Weird. What uh, if they ripped it open and they got that sticker and they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is absolutely worth committing mail fraud. This is what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fingers crossed I'll get him a replacement sticker out. Four to six, six months. months from now. <laughs> Four to six months. <laughs> so the sticker was ripped in half? No, no, no. Just the envelope. He got just an envelope. That was open like, and no uh, sticker. Yes. Great. Like somebody had, had gotten in his mailbox yep. and like tore the envelope in half. Thought it was some birthday money, I'm <laughs> sure. the sticker in the in the in the magnet <laughs> and just like got out of dodge. Start looking for your neighbors. What else you'll have a Earth Oddity bumper sticker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and anyway, uh, and then we have uh, one more voicemail from Jacqueline. Okay. Hey, guys, it's Jacqueline. Uh, first of all, real quick, is Josiah okay? Because you, you sort of disappeared from the show, had technical difficulties, and the last thing you said was, you know, are you okay, Josiah? And then we got no closure, so is Josiah okay? <laughs> also, um, the, the Crazy Curl ad... Everyone should listen to it because I agree it is, it is the funny, well, not the funniest part of the show. It's pretty funny when you guys are going on about the foot massages. I was laughing incredibly hard and my dog was giving me weird looks. Uh, anyways, um, Chris and I, my husband Chris and I are going on a five-hour road trip this week. So I'm looking for content. I'm looking for you guys to maybe give some content because I still haven't gotten my stickers. I don't know if, you know, you don't ship to Canada, but you probably should. I'm still using the same one sticker I got like forever ago. <laughs> and I used cars and I even transferred the stickers. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Also, right now, our new obsession, uh, my husband and I, is the Squid Game. If you have Netflix, watch the Squid Games. We're like halfway through, and I'm obsessed. I wake up, and it's like all I think about is watching this show. So, Squid Games, Netflix. Hope you all are having a great week. Talk to you. Bye. Okay, number one, Josiah was fine. Yeah. Turns out, I think there was some game that was... He was fussing because his game wasn't doing... Doing what, what he wanted to do. Yeah. Minecraft was wasn't doing what he told it to. I did send you a sticker. Now, maybe it's just taken a while because it's in Canada. Yeah. But I absolutely did. So if it doesn't get there, let me know. And <laughs> you and this other guy <laughs> will get yeah, your yeah. stickers. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Look, we're good on our word. Our word's <laughs> just not always timely. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. A wizard is never late, nor well, is he early. <laughs> there you go. I love Harry Potter. And also Squid Game. Uh, I am 30 minutes away from being done with it. I got 30 minutes of the last episode to watch. Okay. And then I, too, will have binged the Squid Game. I watched the preview and said, no, not going to watch it. <laughs> and my son has watched it and said it was good. Thomas. Mm-hmm. 
And so Deidre and I, the other night, were like, well, let's see, you know, and I watched the preview and I was like, ah, that's too weird. You know, like I, it looks weird, number one. And I don't care about watching somebody getting killed playing well, now, Simon Says. John, I understand that you don't like gore. I don't. You don't like violence. And Not you a don't big like fan to of see violence. people die. No. And you would probably love Squid Game because there's none of that. Okay. <laughs> well, the preview I saw, they were playing like red light, green light, and some dude got shot by this big bunny rabbit or something. And I was like, <laughs> I'm out on this. Like, I've taken acid before. I don't need to watch that this. That was Strawberry Jam. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll check it out tonight. Because people are full of jam. (laughs) Sure. Some of them are. My bloodstream is full of pimento cheese. So, I mean, that's plausible. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's it for voicemails. Okay. All right. We do have some questions. Oh, yeah. Always good to get some questions in. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you would like to ask him a question, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, Mm -hmm. and go to the aptly titled Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel, and we'll ask them right here in this segment coming up. Yeah. Our first question comes from Goose. He says, what are the top 10 state flags? Top 10 state flags? Yes. He, He posted a picture here. Okay. Uh, now it's got Mississippi's former flag on it. So no, <laughs> that was their out. New one. That flag's been canceled. <laughs> and the new one's no good either. You know, I don't yeah. like Mississippi's new state flag. I actually do like their new one. I don't. But I don't. I don't like the gold. <laughs> it's got gold, like gold lines on it. I don't like. They should have left the gold out. I was rooting. Now I don't know if it was just like a Facebook joke, but the one with a mosquito on it. Sure. I was rooting for that one. If we have to change ours, I hope we make it something funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. But number one's Alabama, of course. Yes. Number two, Florida, because it looks like Alabama's. <laughs> All right. Because they ripped us off. That's right. They just put the Florida they seal put in the, the middle. Seal right in the middle of it. <laughs> yes. Um. No. Number three, I like Tennessee's. Number four, I like Texas's. Usually, most of the southern states have the most unique flags. Uh, Colorado's got a good flag. Ohio's got a good flag because it's like funky shaped. It's like mm-hmm. a, it looks like something a kid would have on the back of their bicycle. You know, it's like that <laughs> right. shape. You know, like on one of those poles. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the, most of the rest of like the states, Alaska's got a solid flag. California, I like the bear on California's flag. But a lot of the states have just like these generic blue flags with their state seal in the middle of it, and all of those are eliminated. So Boring. I yeah, I only know the top two for sure. Everything else I would have to actually examine and look at and think about. Why does South Carolina's have a like a palm tree and then like a crescent and a crescent moon? moon. Yeah, yeah. What's so that about? I think it's a. I don't know what the crescent moon's about. <laughs> but I think that's a palm tree because you know they're on. They got some coastal waterways yeah. and stuff. New Mexico's flag looks like a set of crosshairs. It does. I like New Mexico's flags, yellow with the red. Yeah. I mean, you could just put like keep out under it and you could like hang that on your door. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> New Mexico's pretty good. Anyway, Goose, he did want to, he did have some thoughts. He says, maybe I'm a little biased, but I feel like Ohio definitely makes the top okay. five because we took I don't a look. Know about top five, but yeah. <laughs> He says, we took a look at the normal rectangle and was like, nah, fam, we choose a dope-looking pendant thing. That's right. <laughs> it is. It's like, if I remember, it's shaped like a pendant, and then it's got, like, indentions on the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. like you'd fly on the back of a go-go-car. A yeah, on the back yeah. of that go-car. That's perfect. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, he also asked, what are the top 10 worst state flags? Any of the blue flags that have just the state seal on it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like those at all. I don't like the crescent moon on South Carolina. I think flag. South Carolina's got an okay, I mean, a pretty good design, but like South Carolinians run that mm-hmm. design into the ground. They put it on everything. And why does Hawaii's flag have like a British flag on it? <laughs> Didn't they used to be like, uh, I don't remember how we got Hawaii. I, I really don't remember the story behind it. Uh, Did we not annex it? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think we took it by force, you know? Yeah. I don't know, though. So. But yeah, maybe they used to be part of uh, some sort of, you know, Britain used to own everything. Right. I mean, really. Just about everything. Yeah, yes. all, almost the whole world, mm-hmm. you know. Really let, you know, like we really started a trend over here in the U.S. And we're like, <laughs> no, nah, we don't want to be part of y'all anymore, you know. And the rest of the world was like, wait, you can do that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to take some violence. Yeah, you're going to need France <laughs> to join in and help you. You know, yes. Tell them that they can keep whatever land they take, and then just use their navy, <laughs> right? Because yes. they're dumb enough to fall for <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Raytheon asks if Superman could fly so fast around the Earth as to turn back time to save Lois Lane. How did his spandex costume stay on? I mean, that's a good question. I feel like you answered your own question. It's yeah. spandex. Spandex True. is going to stick. It's very form-fitting. Yes. Right? I know my spandex outfit is, <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard to get on and off. Also, when I was a kid and watched that, I thought that, I thought, I remember thinking when he turned the earth to going back to normal time, did all those disasters that he stopped, did they not just go on? No, I don't know. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I think if you spin the world backwards, there's this like natural disaster city is going to yeah, start Yeah, I don't happening. think it would for real turn back time. Yeah, right. Like, but I'm just saying like within the canon of the <laughs> Superman movie, <laughs> yeah, he he's averts all these crises, yeah. saves all these people, but he's not able to save Lois Lane. Right. So he turns the time back, the clock back, and everything reverses. And then he goes back and he saved Lois Lane. Yeah. But what about all that other stuff he fixed? Did is he just the heck with them? I don't know. Ultimate simp move out of <laughs> Superman, you know? Yeah. I mean, you just got to let her go. You know? <laughs> just let her go, man. Don't go to turning the world back for yeah. her. Also, yeah. if you can go back in time, isn't like the first thing people want to do is murder Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. How come Superman never murdered Hitler? Maybe you don't murder Hitler. You just encourage his artwork. You know, like what if he becomes the next Bob Ross or something, you know, right. Painting with Adolf on public television on Saturdays or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Phil Zootsuit asks, what is something that everybody looks stupid doing? Um, uh, I would say making love. I don't have another answer, you know, yeah. hey, there's probably like 1% of the population who looks good doing it, but everybody else, like all the normal people in the world, we kind of look probably pretty dumb doing it. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking something like, I don't know, playing hacky sack. Okay. Well, that too. Yeah. 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 Making love to a hacky sack. Everyone <laughs> yeah, that, looks dumb doing that. Yes. Yeah. Guarantee you. Uh, the driver asked, what is the dumbest thing that you have ever done in a car? Oh, wow. Um, I haven't done a ton of dumb stuff in the car with me behind the wheel. I'm an extremely safe driver. Right. I drive like an old man. But I had a friend growing up. 
His name's Robert Deloach. Still, still my friend. I actually talked to him this week. Robert Deloach was, uh, he is not a normal human being, mm-hmm. right? Anybody from Fayette who's like our age that knows Robert knows that Robert's just, he's a different cat. Love him to death. His nickname is Foul Mouth because he just cusses in every other breath. Still does, by the way, as a grown hasn't man. Hasn't changed. Yeah, hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> He had this little car. It was a little hatchback Toyota we called the Egg because it looked like an egg. Mm-hmm. And over, you probably know where this spot is, over by Ar- the Arvin plant and the feed store over there. The railroad tracks ran through it. Oh, it yeah, made, yeah, yeah. made a great ramp. Mm-hmm. Well, we ramped that thing off of that many times where I thought I was going to die. That's probably the dumbest <laughs> thing, ramping over the railroad tracks and Robert's <laughs> Egg. Yeah. There you go. That's probably it. I would say probably the dumbest thing. And like you, I wasn't behind the wheel, but I was just as dumb as all the other teenagers in the car. Sure. We would uh, get on on these country roads at night and then turn off the headlights. Oh, there you go. See how far we could go. Done that too. Before we chicken out and turn them back on. That's probably the dumbest thing we ever did. I had another friend who had a Trans Am that was T Tops. And we would ride down dirt roads and he would just pull the handbrake and we would like spin Spin around around and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could have easily like went off the edge of a dirt road and wrapped around a tree. It's really amazing that. That we're alive. Oh, I know. I think about that all the time. Yeah. You know, I thought about that when I was talking to Robert. I was like, man, I can't believe we're both adults. Like all the stupid stuff we did in mm-hmm. our life. Yeah, we're here, you know, there by, but the grace of God, I guess, you know? Yes, absolutely. Well, that'll about do it for questions. And I suppose that'll about do it for the free show. That's right. But one thing we have to do before we end this show is we have to thank our patrons. We thank each and every single one of you. And we would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. If you would like to be a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you join at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week. And sometimes you're going to get an extra show. You're going to get an extra show. Everybody just (laughs) keep your pants on. We're going to get it done. (laughs) That is patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extended show today? Um, I have a story about a woman's relationship with God. <laughs> okay. There we go. It probably a like Christian movie. Probably it's gonna be the greatest Kirk Camera movie you've ever watched. <laughs> well, I have a show of or no, I don't have a show at all. I have a story. About Squid Game. Okay. We're going to talk some more about Squid Game. All right. Well, all the Squid Game people who aren't part of the Patreon show better join up to hear that. (laughs) You got anything else before we end the show? Nope. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We love women on this podcast. (laughs) We do. We do. I'm a big lover of women. We love them intellectually. We love them physically. Sure. We love them spiritually. Sometimes physically. As, as when often we're as allowed. I can. When we're allowed. <laughs> it's consensual. Sure, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, 
Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. We're on them all. Everywhere. If you would like to write into the show, we are EarthOddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore EarthOddity on Twitter. We have some show art. You can check that out, underscore EarthOddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, uh, link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? It is 662. I almost gave out my own phone number. <laughs> I started out with 205. <laughs> Is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, we got to we got to do your show and it's going to be a little rushed because I have a Deacon's meeting to get to. But we got plenty of time. We do. You know, got 20, I've, I've 28 been, minutes. I'm impressed at how well yeah. we've, uh, we've done on time. So I've, I've tried today. to.